And now, I'm delighted to introduce the uncanny coconuts. The moons to my planet, the suns to my solar system, the milky ways of my galaxy. My life without you both is like cornflakes without the milk. My masters, Coco Loco and Coco Palau. Uncanny coconut! Let's do it. Let's just wing it. All right. Welcome back to the Uncanny Coconuts with your hosts, Coco Loco. Hey, and we have a special guest. Yeah, for now we'll call him Johnny Finance. Johnny Finance. How you doing? What's going on, Jay? Thank you, guys. All right. Johnny has been in the world of finance for how many years now? Wow. It's it's been about 30 years now. Your whole life. Let's just say your whole life. Time (laughs) flies. Almost. (laughs) Without giving too much away, your whole life. Yeah. But uh, Uh, so, you know, this is a bit of an impromptu episode. We were just kind of talking a little bit about finance and crypto and all the craziness going on. And I wanted to talk uh, to my boy, Johnny Finance. So we just said, you know what? Let's let's just make a quick episode about this. So what was the first question you wanted to add, Coco Loco? Well, I want to. Well, the first question is, I wanted to know what the hell happened this month. What's uh, all the collapse, all the the stock market is crashing and crypto and this and everybody's like crying like a baby fucking in Wall Street. I don't know what the fuck is going on. So maybe Johnny Finance can. Uh, That's a lot. You're throwing a lot on him, but. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it doesn't all have to do with Johnny Finance, but maybe he could give us a clue, Johnny. What's going on, bro? Hey, so well, first of all, I want to congratulate you on the podcast. Um, Thanks. I, Thank you. I know you guys been doing enough. Uh, three years. Wow! Congratulations. Pretty much. Yeah. And, 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 and I must say, I love the chemistry you guys have. Oh, thank you. Thanks. We're that. still in business. That's right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to what's going on, so much is going on right now, and uh, yeah, not just one thing. Everything is really haywire. You know, uh, we have what inflation that came to us, right? Right. Right. That's one problem. High prices. We got the problem with China. Getting goods from China. Two problems. Uh, we were coming out of the pandemic. Two problems. C- coming out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Never okay, really so, fully recovered. And how much has this has to do with the war? Okay, so the war messed up the something. The war is also messing up uh, oil prices. It affects shipping. Uh, affects uh, the, the cost of everything, right? Um Price and food getting, price. Getting, getting something at the store. Food, food prices, you name it. So right now, yeah, everything's really in bad shape. But as I say, as I say, all these, you know, there has to be an end. This will definitely, eventually, we'll get past this. So what do we do until then? Well, that's an excellent question. What do we do till then? Kiss our butt cheeks goodbye. <laughs> Start hoarding well, toilet paper and, and flour. <laughs> What? <laughs> but in a way, what the rich people do at this time is buy, right? Because when shit is low. Yes, that's what you do. So basically, the wealthy, they're buying oil stocks, gold, bonds, anything yeah. that's going to last over the long term. You buy regular companies like, I don't know, Apple, Disney, whichever you like. Right. Although basically it's hard to buy when they're still going down. 
Right. Well, we never, nobody mm. ever really knows where the bottom is, right? So exactly. You buy it and you could be losing right off the bat. All right. So you could um, nibble. You could nibble, as I say. A little bit mm. here, a little bit there. So when do you, when it levels off, if it starts leveling, it like flattens and then, or starts rising, and then that's when you supposed to like, okay, it looks like it's rising. So you I'll know buy. what? We don't know when it's going to rise. Right. That's the problem. So you just got to do it blindly because if you look at what's happening, what, the Great Depression, right, 1929, eventually the market recovered, but it took like, what, 15, 20 years. What happened in, what, the Great Financial Crisis, 2008. Right. right. If you bought stocks from 2007 through 2009, was a bad idea. I myself started buying in 2008, and uh, I bought Facebook at what $14. Even with what's happening now, Facebook is at $200. So whatever I did, mm. buy Facebook. Right. Okay. Good point. Good point. And then I guess it doesn't need to be said, but we'll say it anyway. Which is, usually you want to invest in stock with extra money you have you know don't don't take money out of the rent or the mortgage to buy stock <laughs> exactly use money you definitely have it doesn't have to be a lot of money i mean i started initially with like i don't know forty dollars a week or something and then you start building you know so it's something that you can learn read books about watch shows i told myself i watch a lot of cnbc uh not that i want to advertise it guy but there's one guy no, but hey, that helped you out. Uh, Mad Money with Jay Kramer. I just watched his shows. He had a lot of the CEO speaking. Mm. And I picked up on the jargon, read different books. Okay. And I'm very happy with the results. That says something. Now, Mr. Johnny Finance, what about the people, which we are some of those people, that think that a lot of this seems like a conspiracy? For example, we know the pandemic, a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of productivity fell, right? And isn't it kind of odd that after the pandemic and all the shortages we had, now we had this war, which also is adding to oil and food shortages, because apparently Ukraine is like one of the biggest producers of wheat, apparently, and grain. So you have that happening. And then we're also hearing, for example, and I don't know if you heard this uh, over the last month or two, that then you have these weird one-off things happening. Like uh, I think a month ago, uh, apparently the all these chickens were coming down with the disease, so they slaughtered all these chickens. We already had shortages, we already had the pandemic, and now there's a shortage of chickens. So now, of course, the price of chicken is going up. You know, so, I mean, isn't it kind of odd that all these other issues are compounding an already drastic problem with the pandemic and shortages to begin with? Yeah, do you think it's a coincidence or it's like by design, right. you know? Uh, we're not for a fact, but let's things you know are by design but we just don't know right no okay we, we do well we know that we don't know i guess our thing is it sounds like a conspiracy is in the air because at the same time there's way too many coincidences you know what i mean how, how about this there's a party and we're not playing name which party the main way to get elected is by high inflation and look what just happened i know that was part of my point <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, let's be honest. I mean, I don't mind naming the party the way I think we're ta you're talking about, which is the Republican Party, right, which Trump was a part of. And Trump was very favorable towards the Russians. And again, now the Russians are attacking Ukraine. And because of this attack on Ukraine, there's a shortage of wheat 
and there's a shortage of food, and there's a shortage of oil. Yeah. And all these things are adding financial pressures on everybody. And it's financial pressure under the administration of Biden. Right. And let's say, ooh, look at this scenario. What if a group of multi-million dollar trillionaires are getting together and say, hey, let's make Biden look bad. Let's just create this... Let's uh, hey, fuel to this fire. A Putin can... If you attack Ukraine over there, we'll do this over here. We'll do that over there. This guy would do this over here. And I'm telling you, Republicans will win the White House on 2024. He's like, ooh, that's a good idea. Okay. All right, let me get my troops. That's a possibility. I would not say that's an impossibility. Put it to you that way. <laughs> uh, you know, the Illuminati gets together at least twice a year. So, you know, yeah, they start you know talking. This? You part of the Illuminati? Listen. We've had this things. conversation before. Listen, I'm just curious, when you say these things, where you get them from? Listen, Okay, listen. If I say the moon goes around the earth, you know, every 24 hours or whatever, and you say, how do you know this? And I go, because... No, but that's different. Because it's obvious. Well, because I, you can see the effects, right? You can see the, you can see the moon coming over, right? Uh -huh. right? But I haven't seen the, the Illuminati. No, you see the being. effects. You see the effects of the people. All this is the effects of people doing certain shit, shady shit to affect the economy of the world. And mm. this shady millionaire, billionaires, they do this all the time. They can, they, can, they can control the economy of the world. Now, you may not believe, you may not think, oh, we, that's not proven, you know, it's not a thing. But I think it's obviously a thing. You know, politics is obviously no, I'm the just po curious. political, I like, I like the political system here. The political <laughs> system here in the U.S. is rigged. It's uh, that's proven. That's been proven over and over again. So what if every political system in every other country is rigged? And that could if it is, then somebody's controlling the whole political system and the economy of the world very easily. And you want to call you that know? group the Illuminati. Right. You can call it whatever the fuck you want. I call it the Illuminati because that's what most people call it. But you can call it whatever the fuck you want. Los pendejos. <laughs> what do they call themselves then? Los oh, pendejos rico. Whatever you want to call. Wait, then what do they call themselves? Do you know what they call themselves? I'm curious. Well, do they call themselves? Yeah. Smart. They call themselves smart. <laughs> Just like Trump says, I'm the smartest guy in the room. And I know more words than anybody else in the world. Calls themselves so smart. And it's because he can get away with murder because he has connections, you know? I think you're going off on a tangent. Why don't I we bring I it am. back to Johnny Fannis? <laughs> uh, okay, everything kind of started crashing, right, in the past few weeks. Mm -hmm. But not only stocks, crypto. Is it, is it everything? It's, it's kind of going gold down. Even gold has gone down, surprisingly. Gold is supposed gold. to be the edge older than that itself. The gold right. standard. The okay. gold standard, everything's gone down. Crypto supposed to be strong right now, right? Supposed to be where they, uh, a store value, supposedly. It should not be crashing. But they're saying it's actually tied to the NASDAQ, the tech, the tech market almost. It's ridiculous. Right. Well, because a lot of hedge fund investors have invested a lot in crypto. So now they're, they got their, their toe in that pond. So they've affected it. Okay, let me ask, well, you know, Johnny, you're not the crypto expert. I know that, right? But what's the scare? P politicians are scared of crypto. Because they can't control what? it. They can't print it like they print dollars. It's all about control. 
Right. They're trying to figure out a they're way to trying, control it. They're getting some control, but they still can't control it because it's something that worldwide and the way the thing works well, with the, the accounting. The blockchain. The blockchain, exactly. So if the blockchain is so safe, right, it's supposed to be safer than anything else, why would it be crashing so it, it's much? It's man-made and it's fraud. Mm. Well, mm. I guess. That, that's it. It's not, it's not a store of value. So, again, it's something somebody made 20 years ago. So uh, it, it could bounce back. I mean, I'd be more confident investing in a stock than, than Bitcoin. Because at least there's a history, a track record. I don't know if Bitcoin's going to come back. And, hmm. and, forget, and forget about these altcoins. Hello, this is Samantha, and the coconuts will be right back after this quick break. And we're back with the uncanny coconuts. Right. Well, I heard that there was supposed to be one or two, like uh, what they call stable coins, and even they went down. And one of them really crashed this year. Lu uh, Luna? Was it Luna? Yeah, I think that Luna was, I that, heard. What a disaster. That thing was $102. And now it's like, I don't know, 99 cents a ticket. <laughs> Something like that. I think uh, last I heard it was like 25 cents. So is there worse. a chance chance that that one can start going go up again I, in the I future? I would throw money on it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, uh, but who can? You, you know, who, who knows, right? I'd rather put it in a company. I'd rather put it in a company than, you know, a coin. So what are the safe companies then right now? Really, no, no one's safe right now. <laughs> no? Well, what? okay, but now that the gas is high and there's all this different... Is Tesla safe because it's electric? Maybe people is going to be more in well, demand? Tesla's gone down a lot too because he's trying to buy Twitter, right? So that, that didn't help the stock. He's selling Tesla oh. stock. To buy Twitter, but the mm. stock went down. Oh, right. well, so that's that a whole a other quagmire right there. All right. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I know we probably wrapped this up soon. We're not going to make this too long. But if, if you had any practical advice right now, Johnny, finance in terms of things that you would recommend people to invest in, obviously it sounds like stock is what you're saying, but any stocks in particular that you would still generally recommend as a decent bet? I would say companies are going to be around now, obviously now. Years from now, my number one choice is Nvidia. It's actually gone down dramatically. Mm. It was at about 350 a share last time I checked, around 170 a share. I would say that stock's on sale. No, and I've been, okay. and I've been, and I've been telling you guys about that stock already for a while. Should we share that we cleared an investment club, guys? Sure, you know, so that's something that we talked about. It's one of the top stocks in our investment club. And you know, me being from the tech field, Nvidia has always been one that has gone up the ranks over the last few years because of their technology and, and their video cards. And actually, a lot of their sales were coming from miners, people that were investing in crypto and Bitcoin, that they needed these video cards that NVIDIA was making to do a lot of the mining for Bitcoin. So that probably isn't going away anytime soon. But we'll say I'm finally beginning to see some of their video cards available for sale to everyone. There was a point, you know, a year ago, you couldn't find the NVIDIA card anywhere. Not a high-end one, anyway. They're also involved with the metaverse, and this was play a big role, and that rules up too. So that's why it's another reason why it's a great stock. All right. Mm. What about Apple? I know that everyone always mentions Apple. Apple is always good. They say don't bet against it. Right. Warren Buffett just one more bit. That's the best in the world. And I would say I yeah, Apple the best right now. Exxon. I actually bought Exxon, guys. I didn't talk to you about it. Sorry about that. 
when I bought that basically beginning of the year, about, about 40%, the rare stock that's going up, right? Oil prices are going up. Right. You buy a company like Exxon, great dividends. And this is. There you go. That's three good ones. I... Then what happens when the gas starts going no, down? No, that's not a dividend. You buy hope. Oh, buy hope. Okay. And she switched to electric, and there's going to be less oil. Guess what? I think there's going to be, like, like Exxon will still do well. Shipping to electric, mm. there's going to be less cars with demanding oil, so that, therefore the oil prices will go up. So it's mm. going to be profitable. That's what mm. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Either way, they're good. They're a good investment. And they pay dividends. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't get the logic. Why would the gas go up? If there's because less they're demand making less it. cars, they're going to charge more so they can cover their profits. Oh yeah, but then people go, then less people are going to buy cars if it gets more expensive, right? Because that, uh, you know, well, less people should buy gas cars. Some people will keep that. Some people will keep those cars they can afford it. If the if the gas goes up to five fifty six dollars a gallon, I'm going to get rid of my car. And what are you going to do? You going to bike it to work? I'm going to take my bike. And I'm gonna go to I go to Publix on my bike. I go, <laughs> not, uh, not a mo I, not motorcycle, I, bicycle. Bicycle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I work out. I'll have a workout and save save gas. And uh, you know why? And I'm work rem I'll work remote a hundred percent. And because six dollars a gallon, I'm already paying sixty dollars every time I go to the gas tank. I have a little car, and I'm already paying sixty bucks. And I hardly drive. I'm working remote. I hardly drive, and I'm paying. And you know, it's if it goes up to eighty, a hundred dollars a gallon. I know some people are paying that because they got big trucks. They're paying one hundred twenty, one hundred fifty dollars a gallon. I, the gas is more expensive than the than the lease or the finance of the car. But at that point, if when it becomes more than the finance of the car, I think it's not even worth investing having a car. You know, I'm I'll switch and buy. An expensive electric oh, car, then. All right. And as long as you're going to buy an electric car, which one? There's, at least there's some options now. Yeah, there are, there are some options out there. I have to look at the new options, but they're all kind of in the uh, $60,000 range. I don't want a rinky little electric car. So if I'm going to pay $35,000 for a car, I'd rather get the 35, I, I, the M3, I like, I would get that compared to something, you know, like that little electric thing. Right, that, the Prius? Uh, the Prius. Uh, the or Tesla the Tesla uh, 3. Some other little cars. Uh, I'd rather get the uh, M3. Not the smart car. I don't. I don't know the why smart they buy the smart car. Or you know, so I, I would never get something little like that. Actually, but, I, I'm curious, Mr. Johnny Finance, what car would you get if you could get an electric car? Would you get an electric car? Actually, I would get a Tesla. You would? I would. Oh, do, okay. I would do that. I would do that. Which one? Well, I'm not sure which model. I'm not gonna buy one anytime soon. Uh, so um, you haven't looked into them? Gotcha. Yeah. Well, my car is about three years old. I'm gonna keep it for a while. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, even even if the gas, even if the gas goes six dollars a gallon, you want to keep it up in full. Why don't you take up your payment? Johnny Finance, right? I don't need a monthly. Yeah. Johnny Finance, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, you know what? Actually, hold on. We, I know we only got like five minutes left, but now that I have you on here, Johnny Finance, maybe we can have a little discussion with Mister Cocoloco over here, who to this day he and I have a rivalry over financing and leasing a car. 
<laughs> yeah, go ahead. Now, uh, now, Mr. Mr. Cocoloco, why do you explain to him why you feel leasing a car is a much better proposition for you than buying one? Because I don't have six-year finance at high rate. Usually, the finance is more than a lease, mm -hmm. right? So the payment is lower. Usually, you get a brand new car. You have to get a most of the time you get a new car because you can't lease an old car. You get a brand new car every three years. You don't have to, I don't have to pay any maintenance on it. I don't have to buy any new tires for it, any brakes. I just lease the car and return it and get another lease and get, have a new car. My, my preference is that I wouldn't want to have a car for seven, ten years because I'm a type of person that I like to have a new model of a car, right? So, because why have an oldie of something unless it's some a car that you love, right? So, and then usually you get, when you lease, you usually get the car you really want to drive. Instead of financing, you end up compromising. So that's, that's some of the reasons, in short, that's some of the reasons why I like leasing. Because it's not, to me, after all, after you finance and then you, ran, you run out of the, you know, a warranty, and then you have to put money into the car. And by the time, okay, so you don't have any payments, but then you have to buy all the maintenance and do all the, you know, the, the, the fix, whatever you need to fix in the car, air conditioner and thousands of dollars. That you, to uh, me, it's less of a hassle. And it doesn't leave you in the, in the stranded inside of the road if you get a car every three years and have no maintenance to pay. To me, that's my preference. Okay, so... Mr. Johnny Finance, how do you rebook re that? Why do you prefer to just buy your car all out or you know finance it instead of leasing? For the, to buy my car used, I have a great mechanic, and I also just drive my car and do all changes. But the money I be paying on that lease, I'm investing in the stock market, and lucky that allowed me to buy Facebook stock at fourteen dollars instead of paying the lease, which allowed me to get down payment for my house, which did not pay the oh. That's why I'd rather not have to buy a brand new car. Oh. So he kept it short and sweet. He might have a point there. I lease, I have a nice car, but I'm always going to be broke. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was short and sweet. I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. Any other questions? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, and so it comes down to the lifestyle of that person. Some people might be a good idea to finance, and then some people might, might be better for them to lease. It all depends on the lifestyle of that person. Because I don't have a good mechanic. I get taken. If I could take, I'm gonna get taken. <laughs> and some, most mechanic are con artists. They're just gonna charge you, you know, anything. Anything is a thousand dollars. Oh, what what happened there? Oh, you need a uh, that has the whole thing. We have to order the whole thing. It's a thousand dollars. Everything is a thousand dollars, you know. And unless you know the unless you know an honest one or somebody that you know. So okay, so that's a fair that's a fair difference, right? If if you don't have the let's call it the resources in place to help manage costs, right? That I could see how it would be better to just get a lease. And you don't got to worry about any of that. You just sign up to that right. neighbor's app and find out who the good mechanic is in the neighborhood. Oh. Well, that's true because you know where they live, right? Because if they, uh, if they take you, then you know where they live. So that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. but it's also a recommendation. 
So I guess yeah. you should talk to your neighbors, find out who's a good mechanic, find someone that you trust. I guess yeah. is your point. I but if you want no headaches, lease. Hey! <laughs> no, if you, got, if you hey, want no John. headaches and you got more money, and you got, and you got enough money. Johnny hey, Finance. Do you want to put money down the toilet? <laughs> oh. Well, right. well, I've had a lease before. I'm sorry. So I'm coming from that too. I, I've leased as well. I made that mistake. Oh, oh, that's right. You had a, um, I think it was a Mercedes lease, right? I had a Mercedes lease. I, I made that mistake. I had a nice ride, but that wasn't a good shit. Mm. I right. think Coco Loco would say hot chicks. Better get your hot yeah. chicks. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, it did. <laughs> you had <laughs> Baja Panty, Baja Panty. There you go. You can chalk that one up to leasing. You, you get. Your that's a good. That's a good benefit. Let's that's let's put benefit. that benefit up on the top. Okay. Right. Uh, I'll allow it. It's a big I'll one. allow it. <laughs> well, thank you, Johnny Finance, for uh, being in the show, and thank you for listening. All right. Until like next time. Thank you guys. Good luck with the show. Yeah, yeah, Ciao. yeah. Andy has not spoken. And I've and spoken. <laughs> and I've spoken. <laughs> and Johnny left. <laughs> Johnny left. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Oh, hey, oh I saw your video. Back. Your video went off. Yay. Look at that. And I have and spoken. I still don't care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, Johnny. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe, follow, and leave us a review. You can also email us your thoughts at uncannycoconuts at gmail.com. Uncanny!